0: Welcome to Winning the Inner Game. This is Colton Lindsay. So we were talking about a lot of agents in the country right now are trying to create this team model that you guys have pretty much perfected and you are expanding into other marketplaces. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do, where you're from, and, and what the Just Do It Club is right now happening. All right. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Colton. So yeah, we're in Wichita, Kansas
1: uh, with Select Homes, Team Real Estate. Uh, funded by Mike Gerbic, um, so uh, the Just Do It Club is just a group of individuals that uh, we have no excuses, and we just do it, and uh, we persevere and get results, and and dominate our habits to be able to achieve what we're looking to achieve on a daily basis.
0: Nice. How how old are you? Thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah. And before we started, you were telling me a little bit about what you did before you got into real estate. Let's kind of hear your story of of you know, how you started into this business and, and what your background is.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So uh, at the age of 22, I started my own uh, insurance agency with Aflac. Uh, most of you guys have seen that duck on TV. So uh, I worked at MCI in a call center um, and uh, they came and shut the Wichita branch down, about 300 employees. And I was like, had this feeling like where I never wanted to give anybody control of my future ever again. Uh, You know, my dad owned businesses, my grandpa owned businesses, and uh, I was also going to college uh, just, you know, full time. Um, And and so I I was, you know, kind of fearful of taking on the opportunity, but I did it living on my own uh, as well. Only made $11,000 my first year, um, and so I decided I had to drop out of college to be able to focus on what I really knew that I wanted to, to do and achieve with AFLAC. Um, and, and my wife was like, I don't know if that's the stupidest decision you ever made or the smartest, right? Um, dropping out of college and then only, you know, made $11,000 that year, but I did it. <laughs> I built it up, uh, five years doing it. You know, we all experienced when the market downshifted in 2008, 2009, uh, it just didn't affect real estate. It affected all industries, right? Um, I built somewhat of a small company. Uh, prospecting center for myself was leveraging some of the experienced uh, agents to get into bigger businesses uh, in Nebraska, Kansas, and Missouri. Um, because I was, you know, 25 at the time going in and asking owners of, of employees of, you know, 200 people to manage their uh, healthcare portfolio or supplemental portfolio or life uh, portfolio. And I just didn't have the experience, background, uh, knowledge or anything like that. And so they was getting the business, we was splitting it and so I was somewhat seeing the team model at that time in my, my mid-20s. Um, and, and then I said, five years from now, this is not what I want to be doing. When I was covering three states, the market was bad. And so I sold 73% of my business back to Aflac and walked away with, uh, with, with nothing to do. Um, sat around bummed on the couch for a few months vetting out opportunities, looked at even going and uh, running call centers or uh, just going and getting a decent J-O-B. Um, but I just didn't find myself passionate with doing that. And Mike Gerbic reached out to me, found my interview uh, or, or my resume online. Um, I went in and interviewed with him a couple of times, but I was like, if I'm going to do this, why wouldn't I just do it on my own, right? I'm you know, 26 tw- or 27 at the time, still full of a lot of ego, uh, me, myself, and I um and then i got the guy pitching me on we and us right
0: yeah
1: <laughs> we and us and i was just like scratching my head um so i, I told him i told my wife here here's what i'm gonna do because i'm 15 months with no work at this time uh still just living off um my stocks i cashed in and uh eating through some of my tax profits that i should have paid in taxes from the previous year with Affleck so uh i I told Gerbic, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'll come in and work for you. I'm not going to make a commitment because I got to check this stuff out because I was highly skeptical of the team model um, and, 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 like I said, full of ego. So I, I came in and on an agreement that I would attempt to set appointments and figure things out, and I'd get paid no base uh, because I didn't want no, no tie to the company, no commitment, uh, and it was like 100 bucks an appointment. <laughs> I did that for six months. Uh, and I was slowly seeing that, um, that, um, real estate agents are lazy compared to the <laughs> industry I came from. Um, and so I was like, there's a huge opportunity here as well because, um, I was also doing my own marketing, customer service, sales, uh, all of that stuff with Aflac. So-, so let's,
0: let's hold you up for one second. I want to go back to, was it worth it for you to quit college or not looking at this point in your life? without a doubt
1: i if i had to do it all over again i probably would have liked to stuck with it uh at least to um get through um and my associate's degree something like that um i grew up out in the country till i was like 11 years old i came from a split family i I moved in with my mom at 11 12 years old and uh you know started going to not the best school in town um so english some of our classes is just easy to get a's right but you really wasn't learning. And so I wish I probably would have went through and got some of my basic education knocked out instead of dropping out and going and doing all this entrepreneurship. So, right?
0: so speeding back up, you're yeah. you're interviewing with where you're at now, a little bit skeptical, $100 an appointment. Was that an appointment just set, or did they have to go on it? Did they have to list it? Confirmed. That was just for setting it?
1: No, that was for confirmed. They had to show oh, up. Confirmed. To be- executed and a listing agent so this was with red x like i'm um, scrubbing the mailers with red x uh you know double checking with county and then uploading into mojo and, and hitting them. this was like four
0: and a half years ago and so how much how many appointments per week were you getting on getting them on confirmed
1: my call uh i don't know we was we first testing it out like around 50 percent maybe 40 percent we were sending our best uh uh, listing agent out at the time, uh, Grant Farha. Um, and, uh, you know, he was just like, this stuff is crap. And, it, you know, we had to work through quality issues. I had to yeah. understand real estate language. I, I, I was very mechanical because I was going off just my my skill set with intro, offer, benefit, value, close. And I really couldn't have uh, optimized in-depth, meaningful conversations with them. Um, and, and once I understood how to do that, position myself, exploit the pain points, qualify them. Um, like, you know, today our you know qualified confirmed ratios right in the mid seventies. So um but you know three appointments is what I was setting a week. Three, you know, I'd set six, um, you know, and three would stick.
0: So you're getting three hundred dollars a week to set those. Hey, don't judge me. Any other compensation?
1: Zip zero, because I didn't mean, <laughs> that <it> want
0: <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough, dude. If uh, that, that was, fair was <laughs> It all starts somewhere, right? No, that's just incredible to me that you went and for $100, an appointment confirmed on and then after six months, what did it evolve to? Uh, uh,
1: It evolved to me working in the field. So right at six month mark, uh, I saw a huge opportunity for the company. I thought I could have capitalized. Truthfully, three, four years ago, what I envisioned is like what I'm executing on today. Um, You know, Gerber came in, shut the door. He was like, what is it going to take to get a deal done? we came to some minor, minor agreement. Um, and, uh, and then I was, you know, went and got my license and started working in the field selling houses. And while I was out working in the field, I made this commitment because we, you know, I had this vision, he had this vision and, um, uh, you know, building the call center and, and, and client care resource center and all this stuff. So I was juggling a few balls at the same time. um, that first uh, um, seven, eight months to a year that I was committed with him, it was a struggle for, for sure. Uh, you know, we almost pulled the plug on this whole thing. So, you know, even once I got this up and going, we had the systems, we had Mojo, we had Red X, uh, we implemented other Legion sources. We had our first um, ISA and we were right up, you know, four months. And, you know, we about pulled the plug on everything. gerbrick's like, you know, I'm going out of town. Um, once I get back in town, if we don't have this figured out or the pipeline full, like we're killing this, we're killing these other lead sources, and we're just going, we're just, we're just not going to move forward with this project. Uh, and it just so happened that right when he was out of town, things started hitting on all cylinders. We f- started figuring things out. That's when I learned that it took, uh, it takes about ninety days to train an ISA. I was learning real estate the same time I was building all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understood sales, you know, marketing. I had a background of you know hustling and stuff like that, but there's a there's a lot to, to know in real estate, and then I was teaching this to somebody that had been in real estate eight months or eight years, uh, and so she was a little bit skeptical as well.
0: Yeah, no, I could see the challenge in that. So, looking today, your role in the business, what is it that your your day looks like? You wake up and when you go home, what does Adam Bailey's day look like?
1: All right, so um, so four years into this, it's uh, it's definitely took on a uh, you know life of its own. Uh, 2000, um, 2013. Um, you know, Gerbic uh, decided to to step really uh, away from the business as much as possible uh, and work on the business, not so much in it. So, um, you know, we built uh, a, a management team. We built a corporate team. Uh, we added uh, myself as a owner, a partner, as long uh, uh, to go along. Brian Brundage, Grant Farha, and Mike. So that's four people on our corporate team. Um, and, and then I put a lead ISA, uh, to run the call center, um, heavily involved with her. Um, you know, I, I, would say that, um, you know, I, I would say that I show up and I'm like ourselves and, um, you know, I wouldn't say operations manager cause I'm a horrible manager. I'm a great leader. Uh, but, uh, we have great management in place and we're currently looking for an operations manager because you're always looking to replace yourself to one up. And I'm really looking to expand and take our brand national, um, so I'm just here leading our business day-to-day to do whatever is necessary to net the results that that um, each person within our team is desiring, help facilitate uh, that for them, and then making sure we're delivering on customer service and taking care of our clients from our transactions department to our listing coordinations department to our client care uh, front desk and uh, just, just making sure we're hitting on all cylinders, recruiting. I just brought on um, eight agents in the last uh, – couple of months, so heavy, heavy with training on Mondays, um, heavy with meetings on Tuesdays, management meetings, corporate meetings on Tuesday. Every Wednesday, I deliver in front of um, 20 to 25 agents. Um, also worked in a gentleman that's helping me with Select Homes Coaching by the name of Mark Benefield. So he's helping create content and deliver to our agents, not to where they feel like it's an obligation to come to our meetings, but they're fired up, they're excited. It's part of our culture, learning together, thinking together, and we'll create together. And so, you know, strategy is great, but culture kicks its butt, and that's where we really look to facilitate it is on these Wednesdays. Uh, Thursdays, I catch my breath in the morning time. It's a rat race to get to Wednesdays. Uh, and then I'm coaching uh, 20 to 25 ISAs. Um, Thursdays and dealing with data management and, and anything within our business that needs attention and then really rolling into call night on Thursday nights from five to seven live streaming, um, with between, uh, our team and people we're networking with. We could have 30 people, uh, prospecting, coaching each other at live after each call, uh, and then on Fridays, uh, I'm really regrouping to look to see what's happening next week. Start to conceptualize the week, getting caught up on emails, and it's just uh, it's just a it's a down day just to regroup for next
0: week. Um, what time do you typically arrive at the office?
1: Um, depends on the day. So Monday, Monday nights and Tuesday nights I work. Um, so Monday I get started about ten o'clock, but I work till about eight o'clock. Okay. Um. Tuesdays um I also work late but I get on the east side we have two different locations I get to our east side location at 7 um, not 7 about 8 8 in between 8 and eight thirty. we kick off our management meeting with about 10 people at nine o'clock um, and uh, that rolls into the corporate meeting then the ISA huddle and so on and then by the time I get out here um, um, and free. It's probably in between two thirty and three. And then I'm I, I'm filling in the blanks for our presentation on on Wednesday. Um, if I already have all that done, I'm just studying. I'm regrouping. So uh, I, I just don't go through the day and work on the labor side of things. I'm constantly sharpening my saw. Um, I'm not just here to earn a living. I'm here to do something great. And so I'm always devouring. Uh, content, whether it's systems within real estate, information outside of real estate, whatever it may be, so I can see what we can learn from and execute, you know, with with within the quarter or uh, something that we can implement, uh, you know, within that month. Or what ch-
0: are the What are the different divisions within side of your company? You've got inside sales agents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I assume you've got a group of listing agents. How many listing agents do you guys have?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. So we have five people outbound, uh, in our call center, one inbound, she handles, um, you know, Gerbic select homes, um, uh, uh, radio, the postcards, all that, uh, fun stuff in our TC department. We have four people, you know, possibly five because, you know, we,
0: and that's transaction coordinators. Is that what you're saying?
1: So after we get a, after we actually get a con contract, uh, negotiated, put together, they submit it to them, you know, they're helping them. They're, they're setting up the inspections, Uh, you know, uploading all the paperwork for our broker, all that fun stuff. And then you're just looking to see when your inspection is and you're just, you know, it's, it's much more efficient. They're also helping set up closings and everybody's calendars are synced and tied in together. Um, With the listing, with the listing agents, we have six of them. And then the support uh, with the listing agents as well, we have uh, three listing coordinators uh, possibly looking for another one as well. So, and then we have 20, Ish buyer agents and then with me bringing on you know five to eight more depending on
0: who pans out. Uh, you know, we could be up around 30 agents
1: or so. So
0: and your your ISAs are setting listing appointments and buyer consultations, right? Yep. And these buyer appointments are they at office or at the, the buyer's house or where they live or where are these consultations happening?
1: Yeah, so in in, in theory, I would prefer every single one of them to be in office. Because once you meet somebody out in the field, you give up position, you give up power, right? Um, but the difference between us setting appointments and other teams is our appointments are pre-approved. They're they're already uh, um, we, we've already took them through the process with our in-house lender of getting approved. Our ISAs fill out all the information to, to get them to be like commi- take, committed taking to-
0: a loan app. Do they take pretty much a loan app? Yeah.
1: When they fill out the social, the birthday. All, all of that fun stuff, uh, we're not actually running, running their credit score doing all that stuff, but it's intimate. If somebody's willing to give you that information, they're committed to you. You demonstrate a leadership, you positioned yourself as an expert, and, you're, and you went that extra mile to helping them. And, and so then we just hand it over to uh, our lender. They call, verify all the information's correct, let them know yeah. what we're doing, and then, bam, we have them pre-approved. Or if they don't want to go that route, we follow up with their lender you know, they they email us stuff, or we make contacts whoever they want us to work with before we get them with one of our expert listing or expert buyer agents. Yeah, so, um, okay. I have a quality issue. Um, still, there's going to be some gambling that happens in the field. So, um, without a doubt, if we set something out in the field, at least you know they're pre-approved, right? And they mm-hmm. have already been committed to this process, so it makes it a little bit easier.
0: Okay, how many appointments per month? Are you guys averaging for listing appointments? Set appointments set. Total. Forget set. Let's let's talk about what actually gets executed, right? Well, I want to hear what set and how many went on, right? So I want to know what that ratio is. You guys are kind of looking at. Okay. So our ratio is right around seventy-five percent of the appointments you set, you guys get on. Mm -hmm. Is that just listings or is that buyers too? That's our buyers too.
1: Because because most people can't get more than 40% to uh, of buyers to show up versus what's set. And it's because they don't go through the pre-approval process. If you have somebody get pre-approved and they went through this whole process with you, if they if the ISA sets an appointment with that buyer, why wouldn't they show up?
0: Yeah. Right? So of the so let's say how many of those per month are you setting in? Number of appointments you guys went on, let's say last month or this month, whatever you got there?
1: All right, so we can look at last month. So we executed um, – <music> let me give you call center numbers, and then let me give you total numbers. Okay. It's inbound and outbound stuff. Uh We'll just talk about March. So in March, we set 68 buyer appointments, pre-approved buyer appointments, and then uh, listing appointments. We set 89 qualified listing appointments. We go through, ask them 25 questions, start to get their fair market analysis underway. So uh, you know, we set 100 157 total appointments in March from the call center. And how many listings taken? Do you yeah, have those? Ones? Yeah, listings. Listings taken in March was thirty.
0: Thirty listings taken. in,
1: how February, many? in February? To give you some numbers, we said forty-nine appointments on the listing side, but we took forty-four. So our, our listings mistake. was down, like we was selling our inventory off or something.
0: So, and how many pending contracts do you guys currently have? <laughs> That's a great question. For the month of April, it's one hundred twenty-six. 126 pending contracts to close in what the next 30 to 45 days?
1: That's in April alone.
0: So that's Uh, in April, okay.
1: Yeah, that's just April alone. So that's just that's what we'll close in April. So Uh, year to date, year to date, uh, I had to pull that spreadsheet up. We was right around uh, like 240 at the end of March.
0: Okay. Um.
1: And then with april so our goal you know we closed 951 last year our goal is in between 1100 and 1200 this year close nice
0: i want to hold on for just one second for the viewers if you guys have questions depending on where you're watching this if you're watching it on the the page that i had sent out that's broadcasted there's kind of a facebook thread uh where even adam clicked on you can say, looks like it's go time Post some questions right there. If you happen to be watching it off of my Google Plus channel, you can post some questions in the question box. I've got those turned on. Yep. Uh, we'll get to some Q and A when we get to the end of this.
1: Yeah. Um, let, let me let me get let me give somebody an example of like what it took us to get to that 157 total appointments for for March. Um, you know, it was right under 15,000 dials, a um, little over 2,500 connects. 1,815 uh, valid conversations. Um, you know, also, we personally took 25 apps ourselves, so um, you know, half the apps we was confirming out and the other half we processed in-house. And that month, it looks like every 16 valid conversations we had, we set an appointment. Uh, I can break this down per lead source. I'm giving you our general filters uh, because I track all different sources. Whether it's um, you know Red X, um, Fizbo's expired, withdrawn, Boomtown, uh, Zinc, whatever lead source you imagine, or old sign calls, IVR stuff, we we track you know, all that stuff. Live chat, we have somebody that you can live chat with from eight in the morning till nine o'clock at night, and we do convert appointments off that as well. So we track all that stuff.
0: Nice, that's that's awesome. You guys have basically taken an insurance sales model. And mixed it with real estate, from what I hear. Is that safe? Ah, to say? I
1: I was I was pounding the phone a lot as um, as an insurance agent, and conceptually, I think I was going down this road. But I took the lead with uh, Mike Gervich with a lot of this stuff. That guy's uh, been a fa- fantastic mentor to me, and uh, you know, you you and I just talked to you know how you know, select homes, team real estate is now a brand. It's not built around an individual any longer. So, uh, if anybody gets a chance to be able to be mentored by Mike or, uh, gets to be a partner with him, I highly encourage it because, um, that guy's taught me a lot over my four years of, uh, being able to work under his wing. So I, we, we go to events, we learn together, uh, we mastermind together. Um, and and marketing is all about trial and error. So it's not like, I had this great plan for it evolve, to evolve where it did today or he did or even other people on our team just collectively. We have all just done it together and had this togetherness. Um, so, so just kind
0: of grown. As you just put things into play and you take action. Yeah. You just do it, right? That's why it's the Just Do It Club. Yeah. So what was the, the team's production in 2014? Volume. you give me volume?
1: Uh. I think we was right around like 100 and you know our our average sales price is 130 so you can do the math I think we was right around
0: 150,000 150 million sorry 150 million that's how many closed transactions 951 951 closings and what's your projection for 2015 1100
1: to 1200 closed so average sales price 125-130 in our market so
0: so let's just let's do the math on that. If you do twelve hundred, and your average is one thirty, this is why I would love to be know. about one hundred fifty-six million dollars in volume. That is insane. This,
1: this is why uh, I can't wait to get in some of these other markets and compete. What's uh, your
0: average commission?
1: Um, you know, six apples, whatever. It's the same here.
0: Six. So, yeah. so basically three. So that's about between four and a half and five million dollars in in revenue. Then is that about right?
1: Yeah, you know, offset our platinum package, so we had enough value uh, where we asked for seven percent as well. So, so of- you
0: getting four on some of these. So you could be north of five million. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, how much of your guys's business is is buyers versus sellers?
1: All right. So great question. So last year out of the 951, uh, uh, 55% of those units were buyers and 45% were listings.
0: So a lot more buyers then, a little bit more buyers, I guess. You're heavier than the buyers. I hope so. We run a
1: prospecting team of buyers. So uh, you you and I was speaking about this, but the group didn't catch this. We don't run everything through our call center and they don't carry the workload. They're just like a safety net and a supplement to our business. So the 20 buyer agents that we have, they're expected to prospect and we hold them accountable. People do one-on-ones with them. We check their numbers as well. And, and, um, you know, numbers we've just been talking about was ISA numbers. But uh, if you're not part of our prospecting culture, you're not going to make it on our team. So, uh,
0: So the culture is based upon prospecting, whether you've got a team of 30 agents doing $150 $150 million a year in volume, or you're a single agent, the end of the day, it's, it's driven through lead generating, having an open conversation with another individual about purchasing or selling real estate. Is that basically it, Adam? That's it. Yeah, no. There's, there's no other secret to sales, is there? Besides, you cannot sell unless you have conversations with human beings.
1: And plus we lead gen for our, our, our agents. So, um, we teach them database management, we invest in them. So we hold them accountable for these investments. And so every single buyer agent on our team has a living, breathing conversion number that we track, uh, day in and day out. And I'm looking for that to be over at least 3% on internet leads, uh, with our buyer agents. Um,
0: I have, some,
1: I have some buyer agents that consistently convert at four and a half, 5% month in a month out. You start converting over 5% with internet leads. It's unpredictable. Some months they do that, but that means they, they manage their chokehold with their database, pausing themselves, getting caught up on old database, taking care of the incubated leads that they've been nurturing for a while. Uh, and it's just coming to fruition, but it's hard to track that stuff. Right. But as yeah. long as we can track a ROI with what's going in that base versus what's coming out of it, It's okay, because we know it takes six, seven, eight months to incubate an internet lead. You know, uh, when I spoke at Boomtown uh, last year, I I gave an example of a lead that we converted that had been in our base for 24 months, and we demonstrated leadership. We, We kept all the notes. Um, they trusted us, and you know, once they purchased, they popped right. But if you're an old school agent, and you're running on a notepad, and you're keeping all your notes like on something like that, or in a spreadsheet. How are you going to effectively keep up with somebody? So, like so
0: is your is your database completely kept inside of Mojo? Our
1: our our database, we use Mojo a little different than you do, Colton. So, uh, Mojo for our call center and how I look at it is a prospecting tool, and we leverage. Um, <laughs> we we leverage Boomtown and Zinc to manage all of our leads within. So, okay, um, you know, w- you know, we we generate on the internet side of things about twelve hundred leads a month as well. So, um, everything is managed. All the notes, all the to dos, uh, all of the follow ups. Everything is managed in Boomtown, and then our agents, the agents on the other side of the city, or if they're on this side of the city with our call center. Notes are king and everybody can be optimized and, and so even the call center has quad scripting where if the agent's already got a hold of the lead then we take a customer service angle versus um, if the agent has not made contact then we go through our normal um, uh, dialogue and, um, and all that fun stuff. And, and we also protect the integrity of our leads and our database. If a lead was generated for an agent, I don't care if it was two years ago or five years ago. If we convert them from a company standpoint, I'm always going to make sure that lead gets back with the original agent, unless uh, that that the you know there was some core values or characteristic um, issues, and the client asked to work with another agent. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't care if you're a top producer on our team or one of these brand new agents coming in, you're going to have the same opportunity in terms of uh, leads we generate
0: for you and um, leads that we hand out. Awesome. What, what would you say is the next thing you guys need to get great at with what you're doing?
1: scaling our business. We've been exploding so fast that we're, you know, we're looking to really scale and we're looking, you know, we're looking to take our brand national and have this independent grassroots movement. But uh, a lot of our growing pains had, have been from exploding. We went from selling 350 homes, uh, 350 to 380 homes just for four and a half years ago to over a thousand. Um, there's going to be scalability issues, right? Tracking—we're uh, always trying to stay up with tracking and improving and getting better tracking our uh, ROI. Um, but uh, you know, scaling up is our next uh, um, ne- next big hurdle that uh, we're going to jump over. Awesome. What what are,
0: what are some of the books that you read? So.
1: Yeah, so just to give you an example, I, I devour a lot of stuff. You know, what I'm reading now, I've read Rockefeller Habits uh, a while back. We're, we're uh, reviewing that with our management team right now, so currently knee-deep into uh, Rockefeller Habits. Um, just knocked out some of Grant Cardone's stuff. Um, been has been a while since I've um, read uh, some of his stuff, so knocked out uh, um, one of his audio books, and then also Scaling Up is uh, one of the – the, the new books I' I'm,
0: uh, I'm devouring who's who wrote uh, scaling up Vernon uh, <clears throat> Harnish I believe what's the concept of that book oh that's Rockefeller Habits I'm sorry
1: uh, just really looking at how to scale our business right from all aspects so um. You know, who, what, why, you know, the purpose, your goals, your targets, as things are really growing, and expanding roles and responsibility changes. And so we're just really looking to scale all of our departments, our whole operations um, and uh, and take our business to the next level where it's predictable revenue for us. Uh, because with the massive growth and explosion that we've been having, uh, it's hard to predict. Uh, and that's what we're looking to
0: get our hands around. Nice. Here's a question I I ask a lot of people on my interview series. Do you personally have a belief in God or a higher being, or what what is your spiritual belief system? (laughs) Yeah.
1: uh, I think that's where it all starts, right, is uh, believing in something greater than yourself. Um, And um, without a doubt, I do. So
0: I don't want to get into details, but absolutely. I think think that's one thing that – A lot of agents miss is the gratefulness of this source energy um, where it all comes from.
1: Let let, let, let me tell a quick
0: story here. When I say that I was setting $100
1: for an appointment and um, all the stuff that people were like, damn, he really went through all that to get ownership with his company and have the opportunity to be leading it and some of the things that I'm experiencing now – uh, it cost me a little bit of my health um, in terms of habits. Uh, it almost cost me my marriage. My wife and I have been together since I was seventeen years old, um, and I was kind of in a depressed state financially. I'm um, hitting rock bottom, and also I have this vision and this belief uh, in myself and, and entrepreneurship and all this stuff. And when I ran into Gerbic, I was going through some of that stuff, and I almost you know, ended up getting a divorce. And so even with Gerbic's faith and, you know, helping Amanda and I with our relationship, getting certain, uh um, you know, content or things in front of us or, uh, you know, getting us in a room full of people to help uh, that bond and stuff like that. Some of the things uh I have with Gerbic are much deeper than just business stuff. You know what I mean? So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate that. So. Because without your faith, you're not going to be able to get through tough times like that. It would have been easy to let my wife walk. It would have been easy uh, to to keep drinking, and I would have figured all this stuff out and rebuilt my career and all this stuff. But uh, you know, without a big reason why, faith and you know, help, you know, uh, others willing to help you, you can't get through stuff like that and keep the wheels on the wagon. So yeah, you're absolutely about, right. <clears throat> what what advice would you give to a new agent out there? Hustle your ass off and get off Facebook and quit trying to compare yourself to others. I know I have a lot of people that follow me and I'm thankful for that. And I know I put a lot of stuff on Facebook, but there's a lot of damn distractions out there. And a lot of people are always trying to look for that next shiny object and what's everybody else have going on. Or uh, it it, it paralyzes them from taking action or they don't know what to do in the right order. And shit, start somewhere and start exactly where you're at. And and have deliberate focus and take massive amounts of action and focus in like 90 minute intervals to hit, hit what you're looking for. Take a break and regroup because there's a lot of lazy people that do a lot of talking and and you have to separate yourself. And I, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, the most talented person. What separates me is I execute and my work ethic is ridiculous. Um, And I do have a balanced life. I I have my first child uh, in December, and he's four months old. And so I do have a balanced life, but I promise you uh, it's not to, you know, sound, you know, cocky. It's just the confidence I have. There's nobody on this call that can probably outwork me. And so uh, separate and differentiate yourself through work ethic and hustle. Um, And then what all this stuff that you're learning or you think you're, you're, you're chasing down, implement it. Because a lot of people get their hands on a lot of information or a lot of knowledge, and I help a lot of people out for free. But then they, I check on them months later, I see them in other forums asking the same questions.
0: <laughs> it's like they want to ask the same question over and over again and see what everyone thinks before they consider doing something. And that, to me, is the key ingredient with every agent that I've ever seen be successful. Not only real estate sells. Any type of business is the person that gets up and goes to work and takes massive action. And if it were me to give any advice out there, is the first place to go hustle. Um, you know Brian Casella, right? Have you, have you spoke with him? you talked with him on the internet? Yeah,
1: so um, it's hard to gain my respect um, you know, from this persona world that we live in. Like – show me results or shut the hell up. Right. Um, I do a lot of talking, but we kick ass and take names. And I've watched Brian over the last couple years. Like when I first got in real estate, your videos with some of the first videos I watched with Derek, I was telling you about that. And then I'm
0: yeah.
1: like, like, okay, this is the guy I got to track down on YouTube. And, uh, it was awesome. man. And Brian's uh, built up his persona. Uh, but also it's been consistent with the results he's getting. Um, and just like, uh, last night it was like 11 o'clock at night I spent a little bit of time on that dude's uh, YouTube YouTube channel and so I love the personal growth and the path he's been on um, and he took a stand and uh, you know you know just departed from his brokerage I believe to you know because uh, you know, he has his bigger vision and so yeah I, I, I love
0: Brian that guy is one of the biggest hustlers I've ever met knocking he not he doesn't phone call he door knocks 500 to 700 doors per week
1: that's what i'm saying it, it takes a lot to gain my respect and that dude does it He <laughs> yeah. does a week in a week
0: out and gets results hey brian
1: so, out if you're on this call man you, you're, you're doing good stuff man
0: so you uh w- w- what are your, your your next the five-year goals for your team your business and taking this nationally
1: sure so the hardest thing to do people get the biggest thing i'm fearful of is complacency uh, every day I wake up fearful of that, and uh, it's always lurking with all of us, and a lot of people you know, think that you get something, a pillar built with your business, and then you just want to sit on it and milk it, and you stop growing, you stop stretching yourself, you stop challenging yourself, you stop learning, you stop implementing until external forces make you change, right? And so over the next five years, I just want to keep dominating, not dominating our market, but dominating myself dominating my habits, dominating my actions, and I just want to help as many people as I possibly can. And then as as much as I can turn over and delegate to other people and and have them replace whatever I'm doing in the business, that's what I'm looking to do. Um, That's what I've been doing since day one with this business, helping set something up or help create consistent behaviors, and then I've been turning it over. Uh, And I think it's the hardest thing to do in business because if you have control issues, uh, you don't trust or you don't have the right managers, the right leaders in place, um, then, then um, it's not going to work out. So over these next five years, constantly looking to, to, to replace myself within business and then move on to help other people duplicate uh, what we've been able to do because just as fast as we've been exploding, I know without a doubt we can do this for other people. And I'm seeing some of this already only being six, seven weeks into uh, helping other people with this ISA coaching stuff. Um, so really looking to, to take our brand nationally um, and, and help as many families and deliver on the true team model because I think the true team model is the best way for uh, customer experience. And uh, I want customers to have the best experience they can possible, and it is with the true team model.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I think that um, I mean you guys are, are building something that – maybe has been talked about or kind of put out there but i don't i don't know that there's one that i've met i think you know maybe uh jeff glover has a pretty similar model uh, but different up in detroit i know matt uh what was matt's i can't remember matt's last name he's in kalamazoo he had a pretty system model but i don't know anyone that is doing the volume you guys are doing the way you're doing it so kudos to you guys that's awesome yeah.
1: Appreciate it, man. So we just have no excuses on our team. We don't do anything different. We are systems driven, um, but it's all about our culture. And, you know, we manage our emotions because at the end of every emotion, there there's nothing. But at the end of every principle, there's a promise. And so we're looking to, to practice on our principles and have a solid foundation with the fundamentals in terms of developing other people and networking. So
0: Awesome. So... You you've seen my website or at least heard of winningtheinnergame.com, also fearless, fearlessagent.com. My whole concept behind winning the inner game is is it's, it's it's you get beat up in this. Do you ever feel that that it's it's mentally a, a battle?
1: <laughs> yeah, I pride myself on mental toughness though. Um, a lot of, the,
0: the best way that I could put this is, uh,
1: the same way, this is from Jim Rome. The same wind blows on us all. It's the set of the cell that defines our destination and shit. There's some days I go home, I scratch my head and I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? And then I have to go back, <laughs> tap into my why I have to recycle my pain, get, grab a hold of my vision because there's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of stuff that we deal with. But I've, promise you the person that is most certain is going to have the best outcome. And um, yeah, so, so
0: we all- – So that mental toughness, did that just happen automatically for you or did you have to develop? Do you continue to develop it? Yeah, I, it's continuous development
1: um, my dad growing up was pretty tough and business, no nonsense. Uh, my grandpa was the same way. I worked a lot out, you know, I grew up on the country. I worked on farms and worked, uh, just worked since I was a kid. Like hustling is all I, I ever knew until I, you know, I moved to my mom at 11, you know, 11 years old and then got some goofing off time. But, uh, uh, you're constantly working on that because, you, you can get to a comfortable place. It happened to me in my mid-20s when I was doing well with Aflac. If the market wouldn't have crashed, I probably would have just kept going through the motion uh, and uh, not you, know, you know, not really having to dominate habits, right? And so each and every day I look up, I wake up and look like, what habit can I dominate today? What can I change about myself? And then also, um, when it comes to mental toughness, you need to be able to um, you know, take time off because if you get burned out, you're going to be making dat- bad decisions and you can't get stu- stuck in dogma, living with the results of other people's thinking. And um, I'll, if, if we have negativity or people that is just, you know, taking too much out of agents or uh, management or leadership uh, mentally, I'll let them go because they're not part of our culture. This isn't, you know, uh, something to brag about, but this is how seriously I take our culture. I let a veteran go that on our team just this last year that had fourteen homes pended the day I let him go. Just wasn't a good fit for culture.
0: So um, just taking so, so the environment is, is huge. So whether you're building a team or you're you're doing an individual business, make sure you're associating yourself with a a solid environment. In- environment or positive mental mindset, your positive mental attitude. So I want to move into some questions and answers before we, we start to, to wind this out. Before we do, as he just walked away from us, what 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 the hell? He just walked away from my interview. No questions, bro. <laughs> no, I got to
1: get my charger. I can hear you.
0: Oh, I was like, what the hell just happened here? So um, when you, you come back into the screen, give us real quick. You cutting out? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Give people real quick where people can contact you at if they want to send referrals over to you guys, or if they want to connect with you about any of your coaching programs, or or just simply follow you and what your movement is. Mm -hmm. Throw that out there.
1: Sure. Uh, Go to Inside Sales Experts on Facebook. Uh, That's where I'm most active. I, I'll prove you for the group. Uh, you know, I will say with our coaching stuff, we do have a huge waiting list. Um, but uh, I think I am gonna let a new wave of people into, you know, into these classes. Um, but yeah, just go to InsideSalesExpert.com, connect with me there, send me a message, I'll get you on a list or I'll make contact with you. Uh, I promise I, I'm not an ass, and I promise I'm not ignoring people. But it's all about time, value, and money, and I'm just not sitting around. Uh, toying around on the internet we're actually just doing it so if it's hard to get a hold of me or it takes me a while to get a hold of you I apologize but I am assembling uh, a team of people with our coaching stuff. Um, shout out to Mark Benefield if he's listening uh, and uh, you know we'll catch up with you uh, we'll make contact I promise if the opportunity is right and it's a good fit we can help you and then also if any of our ISAs are signed on here You know, they've been, um, you know, with our coaching stuff, you can listen to our call center screen share with them uh, for, you know, four hours a week. And the other three are with me at call night or an hour of coaching. So shout out to our ISAs. They do a fantastic job uh, helping
0: other people as well. So awesome. For you guys that are watching as well, don't forget on every Tuesday, we have some free teleseminar trainings with my mentor, Bob Leffler. Also, if you guys have not joined the Fearless Agent movement yet, um, I want you to be able to click this link below our video, and you can watch a, an introduction to what it is and how you get involved. We're seeing a lot of how be able to go from not taking listings to getting listing contracts signed to you know, be able to put deals under contract. You know, We interviewed James Michener a couple of weeks ago. He's a fearless agent uh, product, a student, whatever you, you want to call him. He, he went through the system, and he's got like 40-something listings, As, uh, and I think it's just him and a partner. Right, so you know it it can be done if you get into the right mentorship and the right program to make it happen. Question from Roy Roy Harrell, just barely get involved with Fearless Agent, if I'm correct on that. He asked, Who are you targeting when calling? I assume you're talking about your ISAs and your agents that are prospecting.
1: You cut out, what was the gentleman's name? Roy Harrell,
0: H A R E L.
1: Uh, Yeah, so our target calls are. We run, um, we run different filters. I touched on them earlier. Uh, you know, we're calling uh, internet leads, follow-up calls, expired, withdrawn, for sale by owners, uh, IVR calls. It's like text-to-writer uh, data. We're following up with all of our uh, signed calls that are 24 hours old. Every single piece of data generated through this company runs back through the call center.
0: Um, you know, so we're huge. So basically, they're 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 just tapping in, and and you're generating leads, whether it's a Fisbo an expired, a Zillow, Boomtown, Sign, Call, Chat, whatever. You put them into the system, and you call them.
1: We we can, we, we also we pride ourselves on marketing. So every every pillar out there, um, you know. We're calling, so some people like you, yourself. You know, Colton, I'm surprised you didn't ask this question. Who's who's farming, right? Who's calling your expired? Or,
0: that was one of the next questions here, actually. Okay.
1: So currently, we we're you know we're looking also um, to 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 possibly build uh, a call center in Nicaragua, and we have three visas, virtual ISAs down there that are neighborhood calling for us, and, and we've been testing that out. Uh, getting them ramped up and eventually I want to offer those services to other people you know call in any type of lead source that they that they want them people to call uh, because the ISA model is, is hard for a lot of people to get up and running and it could cost you a lot of money if your leadership is lacking
0: uh, Here, here's something I wanted to ask you but i I didn't uh, I okay, we're cutting out forgot Is that better can you hear me? Oh better yeah. So I get a lot of agents out there basically want to skip the prospecting themselves and just get into an ISA model. What are your thoughts on that?
1: There's no easy route. How, how, how? let me let me put it this way. I just didn't uh, show up here one day and say, okay, we're going to hire a bunch of people and you're going to do this. You're going to do that because you have to be able to do it yourself before you can teach other people to do it. And then you're only going to be as good as the, the coach that's teaching you how to do it. Um, I talked about this in Boomtown uh, where everybody's like, we're failing at this. We're failing at this. And it's like, No shit because you don't have conversion numbers mastered yourself and you don't track numbers. You don't even know your conversion number and you hired somebody for 12 bucks an hour, put them on the phone, told them what they needed to do because you compared them to me on the internet and then you fired them uh, two months later because there was lack of leadership and you didn't do it yourself before you showed other people how to do it. So that
0: way you're going to fail without a doubt. So you went to go build this call center and you started – by calling yourself, making $100 per confirmed appointment, being broke, right? So agents that are out there watching, there is no way to get around the fact that you need to be able to demonstrate the action yourself, know your numbers as well, your conversion ratios. Another question on that from Roy is, where do you guys notice most of your appointments come from? Is there a, set, a, a specific section or it's just Kind of all over the place. It's all over the place. It's, all over the place. I have a
1: tracking sheet where I can go in and look at every source. But um, you know, we convert well off Vulcan. We convert well off Red X. We convert. Um, we, you know, we convert a lot of our buyer internet leads. We also convert a lot of listing appointments off those. That's also what we pride ourselves on: is being able to take a buyer lead and turn it into a listing appointment. There's a lot of agents out there paying a lot of money generating uh, buyer leads, and they're trying to buy their way to success, but they're not really practicing database management. And then they have just a specialist ISA and buyer agents working those leads, and nobody's turning them into listings. And they're leaving a lot of money on the table by not being able to master quad scripting and close for listing appointments.
0: Yeah, awesome. William May, um, how is your team paid, and what is uh, kind of the net revenues? That you pay everyone.
1: Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, our, our listing agents, they, they we pay them 30%.
0: Of uh, the total commission, right?
1: Our listing agents don't prospect. Only our buyer agents prospect. Our okay. listing agents are showing up, presenting our, our CAM presentation, and negotiating, getting paperwork signed. And negotiating their pay requests and just showing up to closing. We want them constantly presenting. So they're going from one house to the next just presenting. And that's we would prefer to have their day filled with about three listing appointments per. And they're just showing up and presenting three appointments, two appointments a day. Um, what was the second half of that question? Um, Sorry. How do you pay ISAs? Uh, okay. And the buyer, okay. And then the buyer agents. Let me finish that, and I'll wrap around to the ISAs. And then our uh, buyer agents, we pay them forty-five percent for the first three deals they do of the month, and then fifty percent for every deal after that. Um, our ISAs are compensated five hundred bucks a week, um, and then we pay them fifty bucks per confirmed appointment, not set. Um, and we have a whole system in terms of how we track it with our call log master tracker. And then also how we tie it into the calendar with the agent
0: in terms of communication. Okay, awesome. And as far as how much percentage goes back to the business?
1: So what do I mean? What do you mean with the ISA?
0: No, no. I guess what percentage
1: goes to you guys as the owners? Okay, Uh, back to the brokerage. So you know all of it. So. We own our own brokerage, so we're not splitting.
0: So, I, so, so you got twenty-five percent goes to, or thirty percent to a listing agent, fifty percent to a buyer's agent, or how? And then the other fifty percent goes to the brokerage. Let's homes. <clears throat> okay, that's cool. Another question is uh, from Josiah Murdahl. I think I said that wrong. If I didn't, I apologize, Josiah. What is your vision for your team twenty years from now? that's a good question god man um
1: jeez hopefully i've already put it <laughs> executed at the highest level and i'm on a beach somewhere with a drink in my hand <laughs> 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 uh you know truthfully hopefully 20 years now, you know i'm 33 so that may put me 55 um look this is all about exit strategy too. When I talk about, you need to constantly be replacing yourself in, in business. Hopefully at that time I'm executing or getting close to executing my exit strategy. Um, and I've put a, a ding or an imprint in the real estate world, um, and executed, uh, nationally. So,
0: so you see national brand and then a new generation taking over and, and, taking it from there. Right. Awesome.
1: without without a doubt, because somebody else is going to be, you know, I, I, I've been blessed to come on and help Gerbic build what he'd already done. When I joined this team, they was already closing 350, 300 units, uh, 380 units. That, that, that that time I committed full time, um, was just this last March for four years in March. And, And so the foundation was already built. So, um, to just to take this thing to, to, to new levels and really explode and expand is, is where it's at. So, uh, and then, um, you know, I got a great buzz going on right now and I'm blessed, uh, obviously because of the results and how we're executing, but, um, you know, that's only going to last for so long, right? There's going to be yeah. something else new. Somebody else is going to come in and you know, eventually compete or, um, you know, you know, it, 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 it's natural. It's just going to happen. So. Um, we just have to take advantage of what we're doing now and help as many people as we
0: can. Awesome. Jim Bass or Bass, whichever way you want to pronounce it, asks, What CRMs do you use and does it include transaction management? I guess what's his definition of transaction management? So, uh,
1: you know, yes, we have Top Producer. Yes, we have um, Vulcan 7. Yes, we have uh, Commissions Inc. Yes, we have Boomtown. Yes, we have Red X. Yes, we have uh, Market Snapshot, um, so, you know, we met, we, you know, we, we, you know, you know we're, we're working on launching Infusionsoft and doing a bunch of other stuff with our Raving Fans program and really looking not to be on a transaction treadmill, but to incubate uh, relationships and closings um, with our Raving Fans to get um, a new pipeline going there, and hopefully uh, we can do that through Infusionsoft, so... Uh, We run and tested uh, uh, almost everything under the sun, but those are the programs that uh, lead us, and we manage the leads within those
0: systems, and obviously Mojo, too. So I think that question is actually a difficult one to answer. A lot of people ask me how I manage my database as well, and it's like I can kind of give you an overview, but it's like an in-depth training program on how I actually manage my database. It's not like something you can tell in just a phrase, so I think that yours at your level Twelve hundred transactions a year. I think you said you're like twelve or fifteen hundred just internet leads a month. Not to mention expireds, FISBOs, past leads, databases that are building up and building up. It's 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 pretty complex from what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, we're probably about fifteen to sixteen hundred like uh, leads a month. This is uh, this is uh, it's it's our strength, but also it's our weakness. Um, we pride ourselves on marketing, but tracking. Uh, tagging, uh, knowing where everything's at, making sure it's predictable and all that stuff is uh, it's a damn nightmare. But that's where the money is at is figuring that out and practicing that at the highest level to make sure you can keep getting a return on your investment or you're going to go broke in this type of game.
0: Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, we have come to the end of our time here today. This has been awesome with you, Adam. I appreciate you taking an hour out of your life to have Adam. Sorry, it's, out out out.
1: Again. Dude, it's,
0: your, it's your internet in Wichita. I don't I don't think they have full internet there. Do they? Is that the problem? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just joking. so um with, with Adam Bailey. You <laughs> connect with him on Facebook. It's probably one of the easiest ways get into his group. Or, uh, what is it? InsideSalesExperts.com? Is that right? Yeah, it's just Inside Sales Expert. Uh, actually, Inside
1: Cells Expert. ISA real estate uh, afterwards so uh,
0: you can find me there so all right sounds good for you guys I'm signing off with winning the inter- inter- com, and the winning series interviews Make sure to click the link below this video. Click here to learn more about the Fearless Agent movement so that you can get involved in dominating your life, your business, and putting more money in your pocket and more happiness in your heart. Thanks guys and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey everyone, did you like this episode? Well, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. If you want free content and world-class training on inner game, real estate, and turning the impossible into possible and the invisible into visible, well, visit me at winningtheinnergame.com and enter your name and email to the winner Circle. We'll see you there.